Hello, this is Ed Robinson, and welcome back to another episode of the Deep End with Ed podcast. The Deep End. The Deep End. The Deep End. With Ed Robinson. The aim of this weekly podcast is to inspire you to go into the deep end by talking about real challenges and providing practical tips and inspiration from me or my guests. However, before diving into this episode of The Deep End with Ed, I'd like to give you a lifeguard tower moment. Remember, this is something that you can do for others. I want you to seriously consider making a financial donation to organizations that are on the front line of human sex trafficking. Here's just a few suggested. You can Google research your own, but a few that I know that I've researched um, several times over the years. Uh, One is Shared Hope International. Shared Hope International. Their website is www.sharedhope.org. Or there's the Guardian Group. The Guardian Group has a lot of statistics around human sex trafficking. Their website is www.sharedhope.org guardiangroup.org or there's the National Human Trafficking Hotline uh, their website you can look at their website and there's a National Human Trafficking Referral Directory I really like it because you simply just put in your city and or your zip code and you can find organizations in your local community throughout the United States and you can look up that information and gather uh, some great things on that and their particular uh, website it's a it's a it's a pretty long one but it's one that I definitely would urge you to look at it's www.humantraffickinghotline.org www.humantraffickinghotline.org so I would really urge you if you would consider doing something like that making a financial donation to find out uh, how you can really make a difference with this serious assault on our children. Now, for the prior four episodes in season eight, we talked about what is human trafficking. The main thing was just to try to educate, to get the word out and awareness as to what's happening in this uh, arena. And then on uh, that's, we also talked about how traffickers, how they pick their victims, what are the, some of the things that they look for, low-hanging fruit to try to identify individuals that they can lure into this uh, really bad, violent, vile world. And then we also talked about what you can do to help prevent uh, human sex trafficking. There are some things that you can do just simply just to prevent. And then uh, we talked about uh, the holy hush as to why a lot of faith leaders don't like talking about it. Now, as we close out this session on human, this season on human sex trafficking, I want to talk about being prepared. It's a little bit different from prevention, but being prepared in this particular case is really having a plan, being safe and being proactive towards that end. You know, they say uh, he who have a plan or they who have a plan are in command. So these are some mixtures of some suggestions from groups 
that are on the front line of human sex trafficking. Again, like as I mentioned, Shared Hope International is one, Covenant House of Toronto, the National Human Trafficking Hotline, and some of my own thoughts. So let's make an observation about why I am so passionate about the subject of human sex trafficking. Well, one is that it's so pervasive. It is all over. As I mentioned, at the onset of the season, I used to think at one point many years ago that it was a it was another country situation. But no, it is pervasive, uh, especially here in North America. Uh, secondly, uh, there are people. There are people that are involved. There are human lives, boys and girls who have been created in the Imago Dei, Latin for the image of God. These are God's children, created children. And as we always like to say, you know, God's children are not for sale. So, so there are people who are being impacted by this. And then also because it is personal to me, I know of several victims of human sex trafficking who went through hell uh, to go through this whole situation. They survived and now are in the process of rebuilding their lives. And you might be on the other side of this microphone or you may know someone who was a victim of human sex trafficking and fortunately they were able to come through it. Their lives may have been changed or whatever. I want you to really continue to walk with them, talk with them, put your arms around them, validate them, authenticate them, let them know that they're special, that they can rebuild their lives. It's a really tough situation. So, you know, creating a safety plan with your child can help to protect and empower them if they find themselves in an uncomfortable or an unsafe situations. I think it's important to help to promote, you know, the resiliency and the connection to the community. We need each other. No person is an island, if you will. It's important to start safety planning when your children are young and then involve them in the plan as they get older. So important to really do that. Try to keep the door open so that your child will come to you or another trusted adult when they need help, even if they think that they've made a mistake. I think that's so vital to make sure, again, that they don't feel judged, they don't feel condemned, that, hey, I, I, I got this text, I got this message, I got whatever. It's very important to just really be able to kind of talk with them so they can stay you know, connected with you. I found a quote from the Covenant House Prevention Study uh, where they were talking to some of the uh, teen girls and some of the survivors. And here's a quote that one of the mothers of a trafficking survivor said, and I do quote, if you're not there and engaging for the small things, then how are they ever going to come to you for the big things, end quote. So I have, I have just a few tips that I want to share with you relative to Really making sure that, again, you, your family, your loved ones, your neighbors, your co-workers, your faith uh, colleagues and others are aware of what's going on. So I think it's important first to identify safe uh, adults, you know, helping our children to identify other trusted adults in your family. It might be you, your spouse, your significant others. It might be an uncle, an aunt or someone. You know, someone at school, someone in your church or your faith community, in your neighborhood that your child can go to for any questions or help in any situations. Now, again, you don't want to just have them to go to anyone because there's a lot of perverts that's out there. But you get the point. Someone who is a safe, trusted adult that can really help to navigate, be a point person uh, for you and your child. I think it's important also to create a contact directory, you know, having a directory uh, for your child where they have the emergency numbers 
in their phones or in their in their book bags or it might be in their purses or wallets or whatever uh, that they have a contact number and even if something is happening something is going on they have someone in the family that they can call and tell them hey uncle aunt mom dad grandparent or whatever here's what's going on and then i think it's important to teach the children how to dial 911 if needed that they can pull out their phone and dial 911 you know uh, some things we take for granted we just assume that they know how to do it do a practice drill with them to teach them how to do that so i think it's important again to create a contact directory of a small amount of trusted individuals that they can contact in event if they feel unsafe or if they need to make a phone call i think it's also important to have a code word you know a code word is something that makes it easier for your child to how do i say it in a um in a uh, non-obvious discreet way when they're asking for immediate help you know and there's no judgment or anything attached to it you know i think it's important for them to choose a word or a phrase that they could either call or text to any one of those trusted individuals in any situations where they feel uncomfortable or safe whatever it may be it may be help it may be uh mama it may be i don't know what it is but whatever it is that it that it, it works out but i think it's important to decide in advance on the action plan if they call or text this code to you so it might be something like hey pick me up at this location it might uh be to meet me uh where we decided that we were going to meet or it might even be call the police or I need help. So it's important again to be able to establish a code word and it's not something that is shared with everyone but it's just shared with uh, yourself, your child and that trusted adult. I think it's important to know um, your friend, their friends, who are their friends and their, their whereabouts. Uh, my wife and I, we raised four children now, four adult children, but we always got a chance to know not only the kids that they were hanging out with, but even their parents. You know, we needed to know what was happening behind those doors. So it's important, again, to know who your children is regularly meeting or talking to um, and, and making sure that, again, you're, you're, you're aware of, of their families. Find out, you know, where they're going, you know, who they're going with, you know, what they plan to do. And, and when do they expect to be back home? You know, there are, I know nowadays there are apps that are on the market that you can even track your child's location or their phone. So I think it's important to be able to do that. And even if you do allow the, your uh, child to go over to a sleepover, uh, speak to the parents. As I said, get to know their, you know, to get their addresses, their contact details, phone numbers, uh, things that they need so you can text them and stay in contact with them. So I think it's, again, very important. And I just got to say this. I know I'm much older than a lot of the folk uh, that are going through these things right now. But there was a sense of community when I was coming up. We got to know each other in the town of Watts, in the city of Compton. Really kind of knew our neighbors and who was doing uh, whatever. And I know nowadays people are moving real fast. They're busy and, they're, and so forth or whatever. But it just seems like that 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 line of of uh, connection is broken down in many of the communities, and so um, perverts are out there trying to leverage and take advantage of that and fill that gap. So it's important again to just don't send your child to a sleepover or, or um, hanging out, whatever. Get to know what's happening there, and then I think it's also important to be able to just discover uh, or talk about how they got.
transportation issues. How are they going to get to wherever they need to, to, to get to? You know, decide, you know, who will be dropping them off, who will be picking them up as trusted individuals. And if they're old enough to, like, take a ride share like Uber, Lyft, or any of the other uh, ride shares, I think it's important to know those individuals. Get Make sure that you, you get that same uh, Uber information. You know, this is the driver's name, this type of car, this is the license number. If they're taking the public transportation like the metro or the um, the bus, you know, making sure that where they're going to be connected, uh, dropped off and picked up, uh, making sure that those things are happening. And then I think even when it comes to the Uber or the Lyfts or uh, whatever ride sharing campaign, I think it's important to check out those ratings, check out the reviews of individuals to make sure that things are lining up. Uh, there's so much advanced technology that's out there that you can take advantage of that. And then I think it's also, again, to teach our young people to be familiar with their uh, particular environment, you know, especially if they're going to an unfamiliar location and encourage them to pay attention you know there's a blue truck or here's the address over here or here's a house with a dog over here just being aware we call it situational awareness where you're aware of your surrounding and what's going on and then you know making sure that i don't even know if they still have these things but back in the day we used to go to house parties and you know it, it would be pretty bizarre if you send someone to a house party and they tell you hey come over to this address here's the address and when you get to the house when you get dropped off you notice that hmm, there's nobody around there's a few lights that's on that might be a red flag you know not I mean especially if you're at the right address so I think it's important again to know you know what's going on there because there's a lot of things that's going on or you see somebody who might be you know, there may be a full-blown party and you notice hey this guy's kind of moving around a lot and he's typically uh, pouring drinks for young women or, or it might even be for young men also. If you notice things like that, or they're taking pictures of, of women, or they're taking pictures of people's bodies and so forth without their consent, it's important to be aware of that. Or if you come to a party and you know, you're in your teens or 20s and everybody in there is in their 40s or 50s, uh, that might be a, another flag also. And then I think, it, I think in life and everything, everyone needs an exit strategy. In other words, how do I get out of that? Think about it when we were coming up, and it seems like it never ends. Peer group pressure, peer pressure is pretty strong. It is pretty daunting. It can be overwhelming. You know, when you see everyone in your age group or in your peer group doing something, acting a certain way, sometimes it's hard to just say no. So it's important to be able to help the young, uh, our young children to be able to know what to do when they find themselves in an unsafe situation, when they find themselves, you know, being a little bit un uncomfortable, how do they make their way out? You know, excuse me, I'll be right back, uh, that type of thing. I, I know nowadays it seems like a lot of young folk don't like to carry cash. I think it's important to have emergency money in the event if you need to do something. It may not be, I know nowadays, you know, I mean, my daughter's hit me a few years back to the Apple wallet, so. Uh, that's pretty cool, you know, Apple Pay and things of that nature. So making sure that they have emergency money or access to something like Apple Pay and if they need to get away and go purchase or buy something to get or get transportation to ride the bus or something like that. So I just wanted to just again close out by saying that human sex trafficking, again, it is something that is very, 
very daunting, very, very serious, something that is wrecking uh, and ruining the lives of many, many young people. And I think it's important, again, to just stay on the forefront. Uh, as they say, to be forewarned is to be forearmed, to be aware of what's going on. So as I get ready to close out uh, the season, let me just give you a, a coachable moment. Again, something that you can do for yourself. I want you to, again, I want you to think about all of the things that's, that, that I mentioned at the forefront. And I want you to just, so to speak, uh, ask yourself, what can I do as an individual to really make a difference in someone's life, in a young person's life? I want you to just pause as you hear this uh, podcast, and I want you to think about that young person who may be in your sphere of influence, that is, someone who may be connected to you. You may not even have any children. Uh, you may be in a situation where you are a teacher. Uh, you may be a, a, a sports coach. You might be a leader or you may be a member in a faith community. You may work at a business and you have, you have access to young people. I want you to be aware of the young people that are in your sphere of influence. And I want you to drop as much affirmation, as much positivity, as much encouragement that you can give to them. And if they are ready to talk, if there's any time that they need to talk about something, I've learned that as a professional certified life coach, that the more you shut up, the more you remain curious with the level of humility, people will talk to you. So again, I want you to do that. And then as I get ready to close out, I just want to give you again one more time the National Human Sex Trafficking Hotline where you can call and just ask a myriad of questions. It's a toll-free number. That number is 888-373-7888, 888-373-7888. Or if you're a texter, you can text the word INFO, I-N-F-O, to this number. The number is 233 so I want you to take advantage of that. I'm very grateful for you joining me on this heavy subject of human sex trafficking. Know that you can make a difference in where you are. Again, thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast. A special thanks to Nicole Robinson for producing and editing this podcast. Please share this podcast with others and do subscribe to our Instagram and Facebook pages at Deep End with Ed. The Deep End with Ed podcast is a Beyond the Mass conversation production. Remember, if we all join hands together, we can go twice as far. Thank you and God bless.